everyone. It's Roxy Bennett with Canny Chatables number 11. Can you believe it for 2021? We will have um, another one before the end of the year, so we'll get our even dozen in. But uh, this time, we're catching up with Carleen Whiteman, who is from Canny Legal, uh, one of our senior lawyers at Canny Legal. And we are talking about something that we've kind of mentioned before, Carleen, but this is a different take on it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, a lot of the time we've spoken about how to protect our estate against um, wills being contested. And this time we're going to talk about whether you have a right to contest a will. Ah, okay. So whether you actually have a right to contest a will, isn't that interesting? All right. So let's, when we sort of, when we've spoken in the past, one of the things that we've been really clear on is how we need to set up our will so that it's it's very clear after we pass what our wishes are. So how does that work with the whole contesting of wills? Well, I think the thing is, is that you can set your will up to a certain extent. I mean, you can certainly set your will up to reflect your wishes, but you can't foolproof your will to the extent that it might never be contested. Obviously, it depends on the circumstances and there are a lot of misconceptions about when a will can and cannot be contested. Um, but certainly there are circumstances when there's just nothing that you can do to stop that from occurring. Okay. So let's just lay it out on the table. What what entitles you or what are the circumstances that would mean that you can contest a will? Look, there are a number of um, hurdles to get over, but the first hurdle is to actually have standing to contest the will. Um, there are a few different categories, but I think for most, from most people's point of view, what would entitle you to contest a will is if you're a spouse, a child, or in some cases, a stepchild. And okay, those are the so, ones we usually see. So, for example, um, I couldn't contest your will, Carleen. No, Anna. Even though we've spent all this time on the podcast and we've become <laughs> very good friends. Yes. Um, you sadly passed away and don't leave me anything, um, I can't contest your will. Or, well, I could try, but it probably wouldn't be worth it. Yes. Well, I think as well that's a misconception too. You can't even get um, in sort of the court system unless you have the standing. So a lot of people as well come if their auntie, for example, has passed away and the auntie had no children and they thought, well, I would be receiving um, the estate shortly. I've looked after her, et cetera, and she's left the whole thing to charity. Unfortunately, there is nothing you can do in that situation unless you fall into sort of a category of being a registered carer or something like that, which is probably a bit too sort of involved for this podcast but um, certainly it it is again like we say in each one depends on individual circumstances but generally you would not contest in that situation. So when in your experience what's generally or who generally contests the will like what, what circumstances can you give us an example? Generally, you'll find that it's a spouse um, and often it's the case where it's a second marriage and so the spouse perhaps didn't receive anything and it was all left to children of another relationship um, or children that just have not been provided for or they don't feel they're provided for adequately. Right. Um, It sort of feels, it's a really difficult situation, I think, because you don't want to feel like you're money grabbing or whatever, but at the same time, you know, you, there's still, there's 
still must be a sense that you are um, owed something. And it's often not just from that person. It might be from that person's parents or, or family or, you know, do you know what I mean? Yes, and I think um, sometimes if we take the spouse as an example, mm. um, sometimes it's it's a case where the spouse has genuinely contributed money to a property that perhaps was in the deceased person's sole name. And while the deceased thinks, oh, you know, it should go to my children, um, the spouse would have a genuine right to sort of be provided for uh, because they have contributed to that property. So that's just one example. Sometimes it's just a matter of children who haven't got along with their family, therefore they haven't been provided for and they do just think that they have a right to be. So I guess it's all different um, situations and all different reasons. So say, for example, um, because that's quite a common one with second marriages and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's actually quite, well, it's very common nowadays. So in that circumstance, um, if you've got children who would have assumed that they would have received something, for example, but then everything went to the the spouse of the deceased person um, who may not be, uh, who say isn't their father or mother, mm-hmm. uh, but they, and so is, is it those sort of situations, like that makes it very complicated, doesn't it? It does, and I think, again, as we've talked about in other cases, it depends how the assets are held. So a lot of the time with marriages, everything's joint, which means there is no estate to contest until until the step-parent passes away. Mm. Um, Other occasions, there is an estate um, to gift and it it all goes to um, the spouse. And I guess the situation of whether or not you have a right to contest as a child, again, is really circumstantial dependent, um, depending on the length of the, you know, your parents' relationship with their new um, spouse or de facto, your individual circumstances, a lot of things that, um, that, that would really depend on you having that meeting with a lawyer and deciding if it was worth it. Yeah, right. Um, so, so we're in a situation where we think we might be able to contest a will. What's the process so the process firstly is, well, firstly, you've got standing and you decide, yes, I'm, let's just say I'm a spouse or a child and I um, actually have the right to contest. Then it would be a matter of, well, yes, you are a spouse or a child, but do you think that um, you have a good claim based on not only your own circumstances, but the circumstances of the person who has received the estate, because that's important. Um, if you do want to go ahead Um, there is a court process to follow. But I think the most important thing in deciding whether you're going to or not is receiving that legal advice which says, yes, I think you would have a a decent right or not because that can also affect whether you pay the costs of all this or whether the estate bears the costs. Ah. Well, I mean, sometimes you'd have to wonder would it be worth it if you're going to have to pay the costs and if you so how does that work if you win your your request if you're contesting um does then the estate pay generally yes there's no sort of hard and fast rule about that but generally if your case isn't considered um frivolous or um unworthy of the contest then you would come to some or generally or 90% of cases I would say come to some sort of settlement and that includes the estate paying the costs. Um, If the case actually went to court and a judge decided what happened then they would decide who pays the costs. Right okay 
Um, so, so really, it could actually be quite an expensive exercise. So you'd want to be fairly sure, and you'd want to be sure that um, this it was worth. Yeah, contesting it. You want to be sure that it's worth it for you if you had to pay the cost, but you also want to be want to be sure that there's enough money actually in the estate to cover the cost from all sides because it's not only your cost, but it's the costs for the estate to fight the claim um, and any other person involved might have their own representation. So it's really, if it's a small estate, generally it's not worth it. If you've been left out, you, you know, generally might have to swallow that um, mm. unless a, a kind of a an amicable resolution can be made. Um, if it's a decent size, you might it might be worth your time. Okay, so um, is there any any kind of mediation process? So, for example, I'm thinking I, I have a right, um, I haven't been left anything. Could I sit down with the people who have been left something and sort of mediate, maybe come up with a better solution before it goes to court? Yeah, so, I mean, that's a first process and it's important too that there are time limits on your rights to contest an estate. So you can't come back in two years' time, for example, and say, I'm going to contest the estate. If you want to, you really have to do it straight away. Um, and then the process is um, that you, you do start start it within the court system, but the court says that you must have a mediation first um, and see if you can come to a resolution. And it's at that time that you're actually really, it's really sort of, um, you really, what is it, swayed to to come yeah. to some sort of resolution. But if you can't, that's when it would go to court. But again, it, it really depends on the size of the estate as to whether you'd be saying, we really want to sort this out at mediation. In my experience, um, wills bring out the absolute worst in people. Yeah. It's one of those situations where people get really emotional um, and it's so it feels so personal, uh, and people often will assume that they will be owed something or they were going to be getting something, and then when they're not, it can be incredibly hurtful and incredibly painful. So you're sort of dealing with the the grief of losing somebody, and then maybe the grief of being left out. Yeah, so it can be a yep. very emotional time. Absolutely. And it's all based on, I think, expectations, like you said, an expectation that you would have received something and you didn't. Um, and also just the fact that you might think just because it's your parent, for example, you should have received something. Um, if you're a spouse, there can be tricky situations if, you know, you're living in a house, for example, and that house isn't left to you. So there really are lots of different circumstances and emotions involved. You know, it makes me sort of think, Carlene, that um, it is it is wise. I know you don't have to tell the recipients of your estate what's in the will, but it is wise really beforehand to let people know so that they know what to expect. And if they do have some kind of issue with a decision you're making, that that might be something you can discuss beforehand. Um, yeah, look, I think that's but um, that certainly is a good idea for some families. Some families that would just sort of open a whole other um, kettle of fish and, and it just can't be, um, it's just not manageable. But I think um, a lot of the time at least telling your executors, um, you know, I've done this, I intend to leave out 
ex-person. And often with families, if you leave out a child, for example, the other siblings will know, yes, that child's been left out. So they will know um, as soon as the person dies that this is going to be a situation that might get messy. Um, and, and, and so they won't be surprised. I think a lot of the time the people involved are not shocked that it's gone pear-shaped. Right. Because, yeah, on one hand, you think, well, there should be fairness involved. But then on the other hand, it's my money. It's my what I've gotten all my life. And I've made this decision at the end. This is my wishes. So they should be um, adhered to. Yeah. Very complicated. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And I think that's what I mean, obviously, you make a will. And that's what the majority of people say. Well, it's my money. Um, This is what I want to do. And I should be able to do that. And absolutely, I say to all clients, absolutely, you can do that. It's just we have to warn you and maybe, as you said before, um, you should warn your family that it might not be smooth sailing then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So is given that my will can be contested, is do I need to be too fussy about what I do with it? Well, or should yeah. I still, you know... Oh, absolutely. I mean, because when a will is contested, the starting point is what your will says. So it's not like you go back to scratch and say, well, everybody should have received a third, so that's where we'll start. The starting point is what you as um, a testator wanted to happen. And then we look at, or the court looks at the circumstances of other beneficiaries who have perhaps been left out and decided what perhaps a fair solution would be. Yeah, wow, it does sound very complicated. So, okay, I'm in this situation. I kind of think I might have a leg to stand on. So what do I do? What's the first step? The first step is to go and see a lawyer. As in are, go and see you, Carly. Go and see me, yes, <laughs> because there are um, strict timelines on um, when you can contest an estate and when an executor can distribute an estate um, and if that timeline passes and the estate has been distributed, there's nothing that really you can um, you can do. So you it might seem a little bit callous, I suppose, if the person has recently died. But the first thing is is to come and see us, and we will give advice about whether you actually have a claim. Because a lot of people, like you said, emotions are involved, and a lot of people think I absolutely should, um, when in fact they they don't. Yeah, so then they can get that sorted out and cleared up pretty quickly with just one visit to you, really. Yes, and I think there are a number of cases where people do have a good claim and a number of cases like we said with the the neighbour or, you know, niece or nephew example where you just, you might have been caring for the person out of the goodness of your heart and thought you should have been provided for, but unfortunately there's there's no legislation that says you have to be. Yeah, right. Right. That's really interesting stuff. I'm sure that everyone will take a lot away from um, just just having this conversation. I mean, in my mind, I sort of think that, um, first of all, get your will done, which I've got to update mine. So good reminder. I'm (laughs) happy mine. So get your will done. But also um, at least let the executors have an understanding of what's in the will. Um, And if you're doing something controversial, and you will know if you're doing something controversial, then at least let the executors know that. And if you feel like you can, don't drop the grenade after you go. Maybe have the conversation beforehand. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Carleen, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Uh, just fascinating stuff. I know we could talk for hours about um, the law and all the ins and outs of this, but it's really good advice. And I think you've clarified some things because I thought that just anybody could contest a will. And I was getting ready to contest a few from people I don't even know. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if you want some more information, of course, just check out the show notes and we will catch you again soon, Carlin. Thank you. Bye.